for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. God is good all the time, all the time. God is good. Welcome to Living Life. Yesterday we saw that, that Samson went to Timnah and having a drinking party for seven days. In the party, we could see that Samson rebelled against God's command in three ways. First, he married a Philistine girl who did not believe in God of Israel. Second, as a Nazarite, he was not supposed to drink strong drinks, but he was drinking on and on for seven days. Lastly, as he was giving a riddle to his Philistine companions, he was celebrating his previous disobedience and saying that he touched a dead lion and ate honey from it. As a mere Israelite, he screwed up God's calling. As a leader, he was a bad example to his nation. But despite of all his disobedience, God used him for punishing Philistines and rescuing his people. Today, we will see more shortcomings of both Samson and the Israelites. I'm going to say three points today. First, the interest of Samson. Uh, second, the interest of Israel. Third, the interest of Christ. Let's read today's passage and come back. Judges chapter 15, verses 1 through 13. Later on, at the time of wheat harvest, Samson took a young goat and went to visit his wife. He said, I'm going to my wife's room, but her father would not let him go in. I was so sure you hated her, he said, that I gave her to your companion. Isn't her younger sister more attractive? Take her instead. Samson said to them, This time I have a right to get even with the Philistines. I will really harm them. So he went out and caught three hundred foxes and tied them tail to tail in pairs. He then fastened a torch to every pair of tails, lit the torches, and let the foxes loose in the standing grain of the Philistines. He burned up the shocks and standing grain, together with the vineyards and olive groves. When the Philistines asked, Who did this? They were told, Samson, the Timnite son-in-law, because his wife was given to his companion. So the Philistines went up and burned her and her father to death. Samson said to them, Since you've acted like this, I swear that I won't stop until I get my revenge on you. He attacked them viciously and slaughtered many of them. Then he went down and stayed in a cave in the rock of Etam. The Philistines went up and camped in Judah, spreading out near Lehi. The people of Judah asked, Why have you come to fight us? We have come to take Samson prisoner, they answered, to do to him as he did to us. Then three thousand men from Judah went down to the cave in the rock of Etam and said to Samson, don't you realize that the Philistines are rulers over us? What have you done to us? He answered, I merely did to them what they did to me. They said to him, 
We've come to tie you up and hand you over to the Philistines. Samson said, Swear to me that you won't kill me yourselves. Agreed, they answered. We will only tie you up and hand you over to them. We will not kill you. So they bound him with two new ropes and led him up from the rock. Welcome back to Living Life. We will see the interests of three different people and find out how we can learn from them. Let's get started with point number one, the interest of Samson. Let's read verse one. Later on, at the time of wheat harvest, Samson took a young goat and went to visit, visit his wife. He said, I'm going to my wife's room, but her father would not let him go in. We remember from yesterday that Samson was angry with his wife because she gave away uh, the explanation of the riddle to his party companions. Therefore, after giving 30 pairs of clothes, he left his wife and went back to his parents' house in Israel. We are not told how long he had been away from his wife, but we know that verse 1 says uh, it was during the wheat harvest that he decided to go back to his wife. The wheat harvest in Palestine at that time was in May or June. So on a summer day, Samson remembered his wife and took the short journey to his wife's hometown. Samson was not only thinking that he would like to reconcile with his wife, but also verse 1 says, I'm going to my wife's room. Samson is not saying, I'm going to my wife. No, I'm going to my wife's room. In Hebrew, it is, I'm going to her in the inner chamber. He was saying that he wants to sleep with her. So he took a young goat as a gift to her family and left. Do you see how impulsive and instinct-driven Samson was? He was always like this. In previous chapter, as soon as he saw a Philistine woman, he said, oh, she's beautiful. I want her. And he married her. During the bachelor's party, he saw alcohol. I love strong drinks. And he drank on and on. When he saw honey inside of lion's dead body, he said, hmm, it looks delicious. I want it. And he ate it. As I have been meditating on this, first I told myself, what kind of person is he? What kind of a leader is he? He just acts according to his physical desires and instincts. Of course, we don't act like Samson because we are Christians, right? But deep inside of us, don't we have these sinful and impulsive desires like Samson? The difference between Samson and us is that we suppress and control our desires pretty well, but Samson could not. Let's continue to read verses 2 and 3. I was so sure you hated her, he said, that I gave her to your companion. Isn't her younger sister more attractive? Take her instead. Samson said to them, that time I have a right to get even with the Philistines. I'll really harm them. So Samson came to his wife's house, but his father-in-law said, I thought you hated her. That's why I gave her away to another guy, the guy who came to the feast last time. And when Samson heard that, he got mad. And he said, this time I have a right to get even with the Philistines. I really harmed them. What does that mean? Last time he felt a little bit sorry to kill 30 Philistines because of the riddle incidents. 
But this time he said, I have right to get even because I married her and she is uh, legitimately my wife and you guys took her away from me. Let's see how Samson gets even with Philistines. Let's read verses 4 and 5. So he went out and caught 300 foxes and tried them tail to tail in pairs. He then fastened a torch to every pair of tails, lit the torches and let the foxes loose in the standing grain of the Philistines. He burned up the shocks of a standing grain uh, together with the vineyards and olive groves. Samson went out and caught 300 foxes. How could he catch 300 foxes? The word for foxes in Hebrews, sualim, it means actually jackals. Foxes are solitary creatures, but jackals live in large packs. Because of this, it would have been much easier for Samson to capture 300 jackals. After he caught 300 jackals, he tied the firebrands to individual animals. Of course, when they were let go, they each immediately run to their dens. But by putting two animals tied together, Samson could be sure that their fear of the fire and their inability to maneuver easily would make them panic. Therefore, they would run around frantically in the fields and ignite the grain. Thus, the fire spread into vineyards and olive groves. It was a big devastation for Philistines in town. Judges 14.4 uh, says, This was uh, from the Lord, who was seeking an occasion to confront the Philistines, for at that time they were ruling over Israel. Samson is basically doing God's work by killing 30 Philistines and by destroying Philistines' fields and harvests. But as he was doing God's work, he was always driven by his own interests and his impulsive desires. What's the takeaway? As we read this story, we have to ask ourselves, why are we doing God's work? Or why are we doing our own work each and every day? Are we doing it for God or for us? We know that Jesus Christ said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. We believe that and try to live out according to what Jesus says. We try to work for God, study for God, and serve for God. But later on, our selfish motivation and interests sneak in into our heart. And we eventually work for my glory and my safety and my prosperity. And we disguise this very well with our holy attitude and saying we are working for God and for His glory. Are we truly living for God or living for ourselves? Let's move to the second point. The second point is the interest of Israelites. Let's read verse 6. When the Philistines asked who did this, they were told Samson, the Timnite's son-in-law, because his wife was given to his companion. So the Philistines went up and burned her and her father to death. When Philistines found out that Samson, uh, de Samson devastated their fields and harvests, they got mad, and they immediately took an action of revenge. They killed Samson's wife and her father. Let's continue to read verses 7 and 8. Samson said to them, Since you've acted like this, I swear that I won't stop until I get my revenge on you. 
He attacked them viciously and slaughtered many of them. Then he went down and stayed in a cave in the rock of Etam. When uh, Samson saw that his wife and his father-in-law was dead, he acted back. He, acted the, uh, Phil, he attacked the Philistines and killed many. And eventually he was hiding in a cave in Etam, which is the territory of Judah. When Philistine heard about it, they went up to Judah and camped there. The people of Judah got threatened by Philistines in their town. And this is what the people of Judah said. Let's read verse 11. Then 3,000 men from Judah went down to the cave in the rock of Etam and said to Samson, Don't you realize that the Philistines are rulers over us? What have you done to us? He answered, I merely did to them what they did to me. 3,000 men of Judah, it was probably all townsmen in Judah, went to Samson and said, Why are you bothering us? Don't you know that Philistines are rulers over us? They were saying, like, we don't care if you do God's work or not. We don't care that uh, the will of God is fighting against Philistines. Philistines are our rulers right now. We want to obey them and live peacefully and safely. Don't bother us. We can clearly see here that Israelites' interest was living under the control of their enemy peacefully and safely, they say. It doesn't make any sense. How could they live peacefully and safely under the rule of their enemy? How about us? As long as my family and I are living with prosperity and safety, we don't care if we live under the influence of this world or Satan or sin, right? We have a job. We have steady income source. Our family and I are healthy and stable. We are totally fine. Why are, why are you saying that we are in spiritual warfare? We have to fight against sin and say no to injustice of this world. Why are you doing this to us? We are fine. We go to church. We pray before eat every meal. And we are blessed. Don't bother us. Last point. The third point is the interest of Christ. Philippians 2, 5 through 8 says, In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Samson, the leader of Israel, was driven by his impulsive desire. The people of Israel were driven by their own safety. But our Lord Jesus Christ was driven by his altruistic love toward us. Jesus was and is God. He didn't have to be like us. He didn't have to come to the world. He was totally satisfied with his communion with God the Father and God the Holy Spirit. Unlike Samson and the people of Israel, Jesus loved us and gave himself for us in order to save you and me. Therefore, we call Jesus Christ as our, as our ultimate judge, as our ultimate king, as our, our ultimate savior and Lord.
Let me finish with a few questions. Are you serving God for your sake or because Jesus Christ died for you? When you are disappointed at people, are you looking at Jesus Christ? Let's pray. Dear God, I know I'm selfish and my heart is filled with sinful desires. Lord, as I see you, help me to be transformed like you, Jesus Christ, each and every day. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Yeah.